This is First, Last, Best, Worst. The only podcast recorded on a Tascam 4-track cassette tape. We explore the craft of songwriting with our guests as they perform the first, last, best, and worst songs they've ever written. I'm your host, Carl Banks. I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Paul Blackwell. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. All right, guys, thanks for joining us for this episode of First, Last, Best, Worst. Uh, we've got Felix Slim in the studio today. Um, how are you doing, Carl? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm so excited uh, to hear Felix's music and chat a little bit. But uh, I want to talk to you about something. What do you want to talk to me about? Well, on the way over here, I was listening to The Grateful Dead, as I am wont to do on occasion. And there was a song called uh, Mexicali Blues, and... There's just some atrocious behavior in the song, and I'm, I started thinking about it because, well, there's a like, so the the lyrics of the song, the, this guy meets this girl, he falls under a spell, she convinces him to shoot another man so he doesn't take her away, and uh, then he's like out on the on the run, you know, cowboy song type of thing. But the problem that I have with it, not even so much the murder, it's that the woman that he's talking about is, and it says explicitly in the song, she's she's 14 years old, and like that's. That's so weird to me. So then I started thinking about other rock and roll songs, and I'm like, that sort of theme is is pretty prevalent in in older rock music, uh, and it kind of just makes me feel a little, little icky inside. Yeah, rock and roll music has a very uh, well established history of uh, pedophilia. <laughs> I mean, pretty I, much yeah, I all of them. All of them were all of them were into it. Like you know, th- and that's something that kind of got glossed over for a while. But I think now people are kind of coming around, and being like, wow. Uh, like all the big idols, uh, really wanted to have sex with fourteen-year-old girls. I know. I was going through some like it was a big part of it. It was a big part of the sound. It it was, and maybe it's because uh, it's part of like the the patriarchy or like the sexism that's inherent in the music industry that there weren't that like you don't hear Bonnie Raitt talking about (laughs) talking about that you know or like other famous female singers but like the Beatles you have uh, I saw her standing there she was just seventeen you know what I mean which is that's pretty creepy. And then you better run for your life, which is like he's going to kill the girl if she doesn't. I mean, that's, I don't know. Yeah, it makes you feel a little weird of, inside. Yeah, it's a lot of fucked up stuff that kind of got. Uh, and the thing, I mean, the, the weird thing about it is that no one really, that stuff was out in the open. Like it wasn't even subtext. It was <laughs> exactly. these people explicitly saying, I would like to have sex with a 14 year old girl. Uh, just there, very clear, and no one really talked about it. No. You know, up in it, it, it just was kind of like not part of the conversation. But now I think we're all kind of listening to this stuff and just being like, wow, it really was here the entire time. Right. And if only there was a sign that these guys were creepers, and then you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's They're like every like- other song. <laughs> <laughs> right? Especially like old timey rock. I mean, I guess also it's written, it was supposed to appeal to teenagers. So I guess that might be part of it. But, you know, like Almost Grown is a is a Chuck Berry song that's like, well, that's that's a little weird. I mean, he might be talking about something. That's, anyway, this is not a podcast about creepy uh, rock and roll dudes. This is a podcast about songwriting and what we do. And we have itinerant uh, blues man uh, Felix Slim here, and he's going to play some music for us. And we're so excited to hear you play. How's it going, Felix? Hello, guys. You doing you good? Doing? I'm yeah. doing great. Thanks great. for having me here. Well, it's our yeah. pleasure, and uh, we're going to hear the first song that you wrote, and uh, yeah, can you set it up for us? Yeah, I, I would like to talk about the subject you were, you were talking about. Absolutely. Before. For sure, yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I just wanted to add uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, he has a, 
he married uh, like a 15 years old <laughs> yeah cousin or something like that right yeah, yeah that's crazy on the way over here too i was listening to uh i was listening to some uh, robert johnson in his first wa- his first wife was 14 and i'm like oh, what the fuck man I, <laughs> but i guess you just mark it up to a different time or something I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still not well, yeah. And there is also the, this Sonny Boy Williamson song called Good Morning Little Schoolgirl. Oh, yeah, they yeah. Say, Tell your mama and your papa. No, it's a, Good morning, little schoolgirl. Can I go home with you? Tell your mama and, and your papa I'm a little schoolboy too. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, like 50 something. Right, exactly. oh, geez, not okay. All right. All right. Well, now we freaked out our entire audience. <laughs> Your first song is like, all right, this one's called I Like My you know, <laughs> yeah. Teens or something. I don't... All right, but what's the name of the first song you're going to play? Well, this, this, uh, the name of this song is Ride All Night Long. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was fantastic. I like. I just have to bring up one thing that this is the inaugural uh, appearance of a kazoo on our podcast, and I'm so glad that it finally made its way onto here. Yeah, that uh, that kazoo that you're you're playing. Um, that's not like a normal like children's like cheapo dollar store kazoo. That looks like kind of a more this is uh, a professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like a fiber, fiber carbon or, or some material like that. Yeah, it sounds great. I'm kind of I I don't really know why kazoo's kind of get the uh, the reputation as being a novelty instrument. Um, uh, actually, I guess I do. I understand <laughs> completely why, but it sounded really great on that song. So where do you come from? All right, I come from Spain, from the south. Uh, I was born in in Ceuta which is a small enclave in, in the North Africa, I mean, close to Morocco. Mm-hmm. How long uh, were you there? Like 20 years. Oh, okay. Uh, and then I moved to I moved to different places, Sevilla, and I went to Greece for, for almost two years, and then I was in Cadiz, like 10 years. Cool. And uh, when did you move uh, over to the States? Uh uh, January 2016. Okay, wow. So you've just only been here for for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and when did uh, when did guitar come into the picture for you? Uh, were you always interested in it? Actually, you know, I mean, I I started to play guitar when I was 15, and I remember um, I was about 12, something like that. My father came home with a with a flamenco guitar player. It was awesome. Uh, he came home and said, okay, okay, I don't remember the name of the guy. Okay, this this guy is going to give you guitar lessons. Uh, I don't want to, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. I don't like guitar. And he was a real great uh, flamenco guitar player. And uh, they were insisting on the guy, you know, the guy wanted uh, to, to, uh, to get the money for mm-hmm. the lessons, but... I wasn't. I mean, I want to play in the street with my friends, and <laughs> you know, uh, uh, yeah. And like two or three years after that, I started with a with a guitar. I mean, because some friends they started to play also. They 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 listen rockabilly music, so I get into in, into that music too. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you ever do flamenco guitar at all? No. What what is sort of uh, do you have like kind of turn off? To it is it too uh, structural or something for you? Or uh, structural. What I mean is too rigid as opposed to the blues, which are a little bit more loose. I don't. Is no. Mm, I mean, flamenco is is quite. Uh, it can be rigid, but it can be open too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like like the blues. Yeah. And there are there are. I've seen always some like same patterns, mm-hmm. different different. Like different, we call them palos. It's like different styles. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you have in, in blues, you have the the slow blues. You have the boogie, or you have the the uh, mambo rhythm. Mm-hmm. So we have the same in the in the in the flamenco. Uh, I, I mean, there are but, some overlaps between flamenco guitar and blues music. I mean, uh, the guitar itself is actually is a North African instrument. Uh, well, actually, actually, they say it's a Spanish instrument. Yeah, but it did evolve from the uh, uh, loud. Yeah, 
Yeah, which was brought into uh, Spain by by the Moors. By the Moors, yeah. So, and then that eventually became what we consider the modern guitar. Yeah, sounds like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, think... I mean, I wasn't there, so I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. So, was rockabilly that kind of uh, lit the fire for you? Your friends? Playing? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's actually uh, there is actually a pretty big rockabilly scene in Spain. Uh, I, I lived there for a couple of years, and I did notice that there was a surprising amount of uh, rockabilly fans. Yeah, and then there are also several rockabilly festivals. And yeah, yeah, and it, I mean it was much better like ten or twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Was, but I mean, still being huge, and you know, come many people in these festivals. People from all around Spain, from from other places of Europe, they 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 come to see the the bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just for a weekend or something like that. Well, so uh, what what were some of your uh, your biggest influences as a as a kid that made you want to start playing guitar and write music? Well, uh, I liked very much uh, Carl Perkins. Yeah, which was one of my my favorite. I mean, still uh, one of my favorite musician, singer, and guitar player. But uh, I liked Carl Perkins. I liked the early Elvis recordings. At Sun Records, yeah, we were wild, super wild. Uh, Johnny Burnett trio, I don't know all that stuff. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, that brings us up to uh, to today. Uh, do you have uh, your newest song that you would like to um, that yeah. you'd like to play for us? Um, um, this, uh, this is as uh. It's not finished totally yet, I think, but uh, I, I'm already playing at my gigs. So. Yeah, no, that's great. We love to hear things that aren't totally finished. You know, everything is kind of a ongoing. Especially I, if you're playing live a lot, because as you start putting it, music out in front of a crowd, then it kind of morphs because you have to either um, get people moving or, or pull back or whatever it is, but the song kind of changes uh, with the mood. Yes. Sir. Yeah, I don't believe in, in definitive versions of anything, you know. So what's the name for this song? Uh, uh, open the back door, mom. Nice. We can discuss about it. <laughs> okay. <after. laughs> <Sure. laughs> Mama, I can stand you rush. 
right on uh i love the harmonica when did that come into the picture did you p- pick that up pretty early uh when I, was, uh I was about 17 something like that yeah like two years after i i i started with the guitar and i i mean actually with 17 i think i i bought my first blues harmonica and I I didn't know how to play it until one year later. Oh yeah, because you was, play because you're playing cross harp, so it's not yep. fitting in the same. It's not the same key necessarily. Or it's yeah, the, no, I mean normally you need a one harmonica for each different key. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about uh, 25, 30 years ago. Uh huh. Uh, 
when there was no internet, no right. YouTube, no, any, and I, you know, I, I was living in a small town in North Africa. <laughs> we only had one, one, one harmonica one. to share amongst the whole town, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the whole continent. <laughs> and we, we only had one record shop. Mm -hmm. So and. You know, if you wanted some something special, I mean, special is anything that wasn't popular music in the, uh, you know, uh, you call it mainstream music, uh -huh. you have to order and it could take one or two months to, to get there. So, uh, but anyway, my, my I remember my, my uncle, he recorded me a cassette. Mm -hmm. It was Sonny Boy Williamson with the animals. Yeah. And... You know, one day I was listening to that cassette, and in one song, by chance, the harmonic, my harmonica was in the same tune, oh, right. in the same key, key in the right. same key. And I said, "Oh!" <laughs> so and and the Sony boy was his, he was playing by himself. I don't remember the name, even the name of the song. It was only he singing and playing the harmonica uh -huh. and doing like the grunting and stuff. Yeah, he was doing something like. singing mm -hmm. uh, so it was very simple and by chance just as i did the same thing oh <laughs> so from there i i start to, to to work on the, on the harmonica well at this point are is english it's your uh not your first language or is it your first I don't no not even it. my second <laughs> not even your second language <laughs> um when did you start singing in english and when you're when you're playing and touring in spain and in europe uh do you still sing in english yeah, no, I mean, I, I I start to sing in English since since the beginning, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I I got the lyrics and I you know I read them and I, I try to learn them. Also, we we in Spain we have uh, uh, what we call uh, wachi wachi, which is that you, I mean, we call it different ways, but it's like. Uh, you sounds like you are singing in English, mm -hmm. but you're not. <laughs> yeah, it's just you're like fake. It. Yeah, you're not singing in any any real language. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, probably in the universe, <laughs> you know, <laughs> some some planet. They, they, I'm sure some some civilization or something. They, I'm sure they they talk the language, but it's not a real one in this planet yet. <laughs> yet. So was it? Uh, I mean, you know, was it kind of a cool thing to sing in English? You know. At that at that time, you know, I mean, because America, just our biggest export in America is just culture, you know, music and movies and all that stuff. So, uh, was it considered cool to sing in English? Well, I mean, um, since the nineteen fifties or sixties, everywhere around the world is is been cool uh, to, to sing in English. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, especially after the, the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, I think the Queen gave them some some. They they named them sirs or lords oh, or yeah, something yeah. I didn't, because I didn't. because they 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 promote the English language mm -hmm. or around the world. But I, I mean anyway, mm, uh, some you know sometimes people tell me, oh, man, why don't you you why don't why don't you sing in Spanish?" And this is the the what I want to say is. 
because I don't feel this music in, I mean, it's not about being cool or not. It's, I don't feel this music in, in Spanish. Mm. I tried, I mean, I can sing a couple of songs, in, uh -huh. in blues songs in Spanish. It can be funny. It can, yeah. it can be it, it, when I'm there, um, because also the lyrics are, are a little bit like, like funny. Uh, but I don't feel the mm -hmm. blues in or the, the rock and roll singing in, in Spanish or so in the, any other language. So you think like rock and roll, blues, I mean, the just the, the language of the blues is English. Like it needs to, it, it's just, that's that's such a, a integral part of the blues is like the American English vernacular. Well, I, in some way, I, 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 yeah, I think that. Well, but it's more the, what I feel when, I, when I'm playing. Or, I mean, I respect because there are many bands that they play in their languages. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't, I, I mean, when I listen to them, I say, wow, they're awesome. They sing great. But there's something there that, that is not it just right feels for more me. Right, yeah. Can we talk about the song that you just played and maybe a little bit about the inspiration for it? Uh, you were saying beforehand that we wanted to talk about it. Do you have anything to say about it? Yeah, well, the inspiration, um, I, 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 I just so well, this is about, about uh, riding a bus in New York City, mm -hmm. all right? So sometimes the driver, they, they drive like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it happened one day. Uh, but another day, uh, uh, you know, I've been always struggling to, with, the, the, with writing songs. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not the best writer, songwriter in, in, the, in the neighborhood. Uh, I, I don't know, one day I, I saw this uh, in, the, in the back door of the bus, like... Uh, I say wait for the for the green light or something mm -hmm. and press the the yellow tape strip. Yeah, I was thinking about the driver and uh, okay, so I I started to, to to write about that. And actually, it was first time was open the back door man, and then my 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 wife. She said, oh. Uh, open the back door, man. This is a sexual song. It's a gay. Yeah. It's a gay. <laughs> uh -huh. Is that a gay song? No. I mean, it's uh, was about dry, about riding the bus, not sexual thing at all. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, the word back door is uh, there's a lot of different ways. Yeah. That you can take. Well, I mean, there's a, there's two different ways you can take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's a very common thing with blues is to is that you have these, you know. Innuendo? A lot of a lot of sexual innuendo for you know. Yeah, that's one of the things I love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but even this song, like if if you know, it's like, does author's intent ever really matter? Because if somebody's hearing it and they're getting from it that it's a sexual song, I mean, then it kind of is. You know, it doesn't really matter that you thought it was about a bus <laughs> if, that, if somebody else is thinking about it. You know. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I thought that in the in the first verse. After I said, okay, everything has to be related with the with the sex, <laughs> anal sex. <actually>. <laughs> Just <laughs> in case you don't get the double meaning. <laughs> <laughs> but I would just want to get back to the harmonica playing because it's so good. And at what point do you start putting like vibrato on the harmonica? Because that's like it's a pretty uh, advanced technique. And I'm reminded of like John Hammond when you're doing it. It just sounds. Uh, 
Sounds really good. Did that take a while too to develop? Mm, yeah, actually, but that's, I think it's one of the easiest things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you mean little? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's hard for Carl. It is. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's very easy. I mean, it's, it's like. <laughs> yeah, are you doing it with your voice or are you doing it yeah. with your throat? Because some people do it with their, they like, you know, pulse their throat when they're doing it. Um, but you're just doing it with your with your mouth. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you do it with a stomach, with a throat. I'm 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 not really sure. I would maybe maybe, maybe you can give Carl a tutorial <laughs> after yeah. after yeah. we're done. I have to pay for a lesson. <laughs> yeah, you know, I wouldn't need that one of that camera that the doctors put inside. <laughs> Hey friends, while Paul flips the tape over, I want to take a second to ask for some help in spreading the word about our podcast. Uh, the biggest thing that uh, you could do is go on and give us reviews. Uh, we just put our podcast up on Spotify. We're on Apple, iTunes Store, um, the podcast app, uh, Stitcher, and also SoundCloud. If you go to those uh, venues and fill out a review, it helps put us up in the algorithm and we'll get the show in front of other people. Also, word of mouth, tell your friends. We'd really appreciate it. If you would like to get a hold of us, uh, we are always checking our email at flbwpodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy the second half of the show. All right, that brings us to the best song you've ever written. Uh, what's the name of this one, Felix? Uh, what do I have? Cool. Let's hear it. All right.
What do I have you like to be with me? What do I have? Tell me what you see. You like pork and I like beef. You like salt and I like sweet. What do I have you like to be with me? Hell yeah. That was uh, awesome. Is there a reason why you picked that one as your best? Uh, yeah, well, I, I wasn't sure, but it's probably the more elaborated song I ever I ever wrote. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you've got a lot of really cool little uh, little cool lead runs. Um, yeah. Uh, are all those little lead breaks that you're playing, are those improvised mostly, or do you have those pre-written? No, are more or less improvised. Okay, cool. Yeah, sounded great. Um, the right hand technique, uh, I mean, it's on all the songs, but I want to talk about it on this song. Uh, it, it's, you just got like such a good, uh, grasp of keeping that low end pulsing while, yeah, playing, uh, those licks that are like not always even directly on the beat and then keeping, so keeping the song moving at a, at the right tempo, but varying off of it. Uh, it's really cool. Can you talk a little bit about your right hand technique? Is that, did you ever play with a pick or was it always just? Yeah, I mean, I, when I play electric guitar, I I play half. Uh, I play rhythm with a with a with a hand, and I mean with a finger, mm -hmm. and, and solos with a pick. Also, I play busuki, it's a Greek instrument, and I uh, string instrument, and I play it with with a pick. But when I when I play all this stuff with acoustic guitar, I, I mostly I play with a finger, finger mm -hmm. picking stuff. Sometimes strumming, but but more mostly finger picking. Yeah, I mean, it is so important just to keep that steady rhythm uh, with the thumb when you're doing stuff like that because you don't have a drummer. So, you know, and if especially if you're going to go kind of far out, like on that song with uh, some of the the leads, then you have to keep that rhythm. Otherwise, the song will just kind of yeah, you need, fall you apart. Need, definitely, you need a like, strong bass in yeah. your guitar to, to substitute the, the bass player. What uh, what kind of guitar you're playing? A Gibson? Is this a vintage model or is this new? It's a J forty five from twenty seven. No, twenty oh seven. Oh, okay. I made it vintage. <laughs> you made it vintage. <laughs> what by just using it or? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't put treat, I don't treat her really great. So, were you always? Uh, what were you playing before this? Always, uh, as far as acoustic goes. Yeah, before this, I was playing a uh, Washburn. Okay. Also, like from, I don't remember, <laughs> nineteen ninety-eight or or two thousand something yeah. like that. Before that, I was uh, I had uh, an Ibanez. Mm -hmm. I had also a, a Resonator. Do you still play the the Rezo at all? No, it's very heavy and, and <laughs> you know it's not very versatile instrument. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. So I prefer the the a normal acoustic guitar. I mean, like like a, this is a Southern Jumbo. But yeah, the J forty five. Uh, it's got yeah, the really good bass too, oh, which yeah. is excellent for your style. Yeah, it's very balanced guitar. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, so all your songwriting, you stay pretty close to very traditional blues uh, techniques and uh, and themes in it uh where do you see yourself in kind of the blues tradition is is 
you know, at least a hundred years old at this point, where do you see yourself in that, that lineage in that tradition? Oh, what do you mean? Like, uh, you know, I mean, you, you're playing, you're, you're kind of, uh, you're playing a very traditional blues, blues music. Um, and your songwriting is, is based on all these very traditional blues themes uh, lyrically and also like, you know, the kind of chords oh. and progressions. Uh, so, you know, when you're writing music, where do you see yourself in that tradition of, of the blues? Well, I'm interesting. In one hand, the, the, the music is, uh, I love that music. I love the, the, the guitar techniques and all that stuff. And in the other hand, the, the lyrics, I mean, Mm, how do I say this? The theme of the lyrics is is very actual. You know? Yeah, I mean, even a song from nineteen. Some people say, "Ah, oh, but that, that's that's our lyrics from nineteen twenties." Or yeah, but we're still struggling with with uh, homes. Mm -hmm. You know, to, to find a a, a, a room. In, in a big city to find a job, uh, we still love people or or how uh, people uh, hate us. Pe yeah, <laughs> yeah, people still hating people, still living in their couples or divorcing or so. Yeah, I mean the themes of of, of blues music is very it's extremely simple, you know, lyrics that are that are ideally universal. But this last song wasn't typical blues. I mean, you're kind of all over. You have a lot of uh, diminished chords in there. Um, so there is some jazz elements. Do you listen to, to jazz? Yeah. Well, actually, I listen to uh, most like trad jazz, swing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. rock time. Uh, that, here's the thing with the blues in the, in the, back in the day, in the 19, I mean, at least since they, they start to record it, the typical bluesman, Played many different styles of of music. I mean, of music, and they played different rhythms in the blues. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't. You can hear a real slow blues back in the nineteen twenties or, or thirties. Yeah. You saw everything medium, medium tempo, slow, medium tempo, mm -hmm. uh, fast. But they play many different styles like ragtime, stomps, and some kind of bluegrass. <clears throat> Uh, they play swing. I mean, even they, some of them they even play polka. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the thing is, these guys were were hired sometimes from for parties, party for white people. They they they, they were um, super fan of of the blues, so they wanted to hear polka, or they wanted to hear country music, so they played everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that's the that's the being a real musician like that. You have to have versatility. Uh, just because of the call, the nature of the gig, whatever the gig is asking for, and it's that is kind of funny because now you have so many years later you have like blues purists and the people that you know intellectualize it and think they know all about it, but it's like the the original harbingers of it were just musicians. They were just going to do whatever the gig was. Yeah, that's interesting. That you can only you can only be a purist if you don't have to worry about uh, you know where your next meal's coming <laughs> <Right>. from. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have to. Uh, you know, you have to make concessions and you have yeah. to, you know, you have to, you have to learn what you, the patrons want, the people who are, who are paying you. Um, 
but yeah, so that that brings us to uh, the last song of the evening. Uh, your worst song. Do you want to? Uh, yeah, uh, we talk, talk about it or we? Yeah, just what, what what's the uh, what's the name of it? The name of the song is uh, "Tell Me, Mama." Where did you stay last night? Uh-huh. I All mean, right. the, the title is longer. The title <laughs> is longer than the than the lyrics. Is it uh, in parentheses? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Long parentheses. Long parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and actually, yeah, uh, it's my worst song. A song, but uh, it's the the song that people like more in my in my concert. <laughs> so they're always calling out for this one. Yep. <laughs> So we're getting, he's positioning his kazoo again. Mm-hmm. So excellent. We're getting such a treat of two kazoo songs. Yes, sir. <laughs> by, by the way, this is a traditional instrument in my, in Cadiz. Really? Is in it? my hometown. Yep. I, I thought uh, my thinking would be that you were, because I know that some old timey uh, blues, they use it a lot. I just thought it was to be kind of authentic in that way, but it's, it's a common instrument, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, and now it's, I mean, I mean this use uh, most in Carnival, which is happening now in, in Cadiz. Yeah. The most famous Carnival in, in Spain. Yeah. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nasty. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, uh, in, in Carnival, I mean, within the first hour, uh, the entire streets are just covered in piss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People drink and they need to pee after. Yeah, it's <laughs> nuts. And we're talking about thousands of people in a small town. Yeah. Only so many bathrooms. No. Nope. So right. this song is called Pissing in the Street. But no, Tell me, Mama, why are you pissing in the street? <laughs> okay. It is a swing song. Thank you. 
honey. What, boy? And mama. What you want? Tell me, honey, where you still alive now? No way, man. Tell me, honey. Leave me alone. Tell me, mama. Get out of here. Tell me, honey, where you still alive now? <laughs> oh, no way. You smell like whiskey, baby. You know you smell like wine. Yeah, I do. You smell like cocaine and you ain't not talking around. That's fantastic. I felt like Thank I was you. listening to. I, I felt like I was watching uh, one of like a, a black and white Disney cartoon <laughs> from like the 1940s. Let's talk a little bit about the the two voices that you had going on in there. And I guess just we've talked about singing in English, but you kind of you're singing in a in a voice that isn't necessarily your own. Oh uh, yeah, well, you know I like as you say about the the 1920s series music uh, mo- uh, cartoon cartoon yeah yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Betty Boo and yeah. uh, all that stuff. Was Cap Calloway was, was doing the music. I uh, think Mini, Duke Ellington, some, some yeah, of Mini them. Yeah, the Oh, really? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and there, there is also, you know, many of the swing, also many blues songs that, that in some, I mean, some of them, they, they are... I mean, some the the singer is imitating a, a woman, mm-hmm. and but if some of them, I mean, like some uh, Kansas Joe McCoy and Memphis Minnie, they they had this kind of sometimes this kind of conversations mm-hmm. in the songs or blind Will McTell mm-hmm. with uh, Ruth I forget Ruth Willis I think. Not Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> he has a blues Bruce. band. Yeah, he plays harmonica. And just yeah. to just to clarify, the woman that you're imitating in that song, she is above the age of consent <laughs> in America, correct? Yeah. She's not 14. Mm, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's no because it, she's taking she's drinking and taking cocaine and all that stuff. So I think she's. More than 21. <laughs> All right, cool. Probably. I was going to say, I noticed there's cocaine in the lyrics, and I'm, I was thinking that's probably why the fans like it so much. I feel like anytime there's cocaine in a song, people like it. And I don't know that it's necessarily uh, that uh, people like it. It's just that the people on cocaine really like it, and they're always the most vocal uh, at the show <laughs> because they're really excited that you're talking about their favorite thing. I'll co-sign on that theory. <laughs> I, think that that's, I think that's accurate. Well, I, I I hate people on cocaine. <laughs> so so I mean, not I hate them, but but they're so annoying. Yes. No, oh yeah. The only oh. yeah. The only people who like 
people on cocaine are also on cocaine. <laughs> That's the only way. <laughs> if you... <laughs> and even then... <laughs> yeah, you can't have a conversation yeah, with someone. Yeah, I've seen a conversation with two guys or girls in, on cocaine, and one of them... It's like talking. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The other one can't talk while he's waiting. Right. Just one, one <laughs> microsecond to, to, to start to talk. So right. if, you st if one stop, yes, for, for a small millisecond. Yeah, millisecond, you'll have it with the other one start to <laughs> And then it, it's not even necessarily about the same subject. It's just they want to oh, talk. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? A cable cable situation, but yeah, I, it's a great song. I to, I totally understand why uh, why it's a fan favorite because it's quite enjoyable to listen to. Yeah, and it's also. Uh, I mean, I realized that after I wrote it, uh, why well, it didn't took me too too long to to write this song, uh, but it's also very anti sexist song. Mm -hmm. You know, because the the guy is, is asking her wife or couple where what was she doing yeah. on alone out out of 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 home. You smell like so. Yeah, I mean, you do the, the same, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> you go with your friends, you drink, you you get drunk home. I so, think you know the blues actually has like a. a there's a lot of uh, has a history of you know very like sh strong female protagonists in yeah. the songs you know like a lot of women that just didn't put up with shit uh, you know uh, that uh, yeah you, know. you 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 see uh, women in even in the 1920s or 30s I mean with also yeah. black women. Yeah, I mean, which was more difficult for for them, and in the south, yeah, uh, it was like like uh, Marraine, uh, was the I forgot now the name of the one. They were talking and singing about some very uh, strong sexual stuff, and they were singing in the stage uh, or in a in a juke joint, yeah, surrounded by drunk guys <laughs> trying mm -hmm. to touch them. And yeah, in in the case of, for example, uh, Memphis Minnie, she wore a, a knife, yeah, and in, in her leg, and every time some guy came to bother her or to har harass her, mm -hmm. she put the 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 knife in his neck, and mm -hmm. yeah, it was all defused that situation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's unfortunate that she had to do that, but yeah, yeah, of it's course. just the yeah the nature of. There's like a, a certain element of of danger that I think is um, is important in all like rock and roll and the blues and and it's like part of the fun of going to a nightclub when you're young to see music. It's like there's so many adult things going on and it's a little bit dangerous and there's probably cocaine going on in the bathroom and things like that. That makes it um, it makes it exciting and and I feel like some uh, kind of uh, bubblegum rock and roll is missing that element and you can just feel that there's just no danger and no grit in it and it makes me not want to listen to it <laughs> but it's it's, uh, it's not only rock and roll i mean it's all all uh i mean probably except classical music uh, but uh, all folk uh musics i mean like flamenco greek rebetico mm -hmm. uh tango the blues all these musics 
uh, I mean, the rock and roll, early rock and roll, uh, they they appear and they, they and develop in a you know like an underground surrounding. Yeah, mm -hmm. so many of them, like the tango, the rebetico, the the Portuguese fado, uh, they they grow in in, in the in in harbors, in ports. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. places where there are is actual physical physical danger. Oh yeah. Right. yeah, transient people that can just not have consequences to their actions because they can leave town, which leads to oh, they just can die there in the in a in a, in a dark alley. Mm -hmm. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the best way to end. <laughs> yeah. uh, Felix, is there anything that you want to plug? Any shows that you want to promote? Well. Uh, there is. I, w I wanted to promote that today's show, but I think it's not going to be on the today. Uh, all right. Where can, uh, where can we find your music online? Uh, in my website, which is felixlim.com. Um, so, yeah, you can. You, uh, felixlim.com shows. You can, you can see all my gigs. Uh, even with a, you you have even a, a Google Map link to mm -hmm. the venue, so there's no Very excuse. Convenient. No. <laughs> yeah, you got to show up. Uh, I I saw you playing Silvana up in uh, yes. in, Har in Harlem. Yeah, that's a that's a cool spot. I'm playing tomorrow, Silvana. I'm playing Saturday at the Shrine. Okay, which is the same owners. People. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those are great places and uh, a lot of world music that goes on, especially yeah. Silvana. So I guess technically you're world music because you're from the world. So <laughs> Carl, we're all world music. Okay, good. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming out and playing playing our game and playing your songs. It was excellent. Thank you guys. Uh, what for we having me here? It, was, it sounded so great. Yeah. What we like to do is uh, have people play a wild card song to play us out. Uh, is, could you do one more for us? Oh yeah. We didn't. I forgot to mention it in the email, so you don't. He has nothing Surprise. prepared necessarily, but you seem like you uh, you got a lot of tricks yeah, up your sleeve. I'm sure I have something. Um... Wake up this morning And I got this blue disease Wake up this morning, I wake up this morning And I got this blue disease I've been shaking and trembling From my head down to my knees Went to the doctor And then to the pharmacy Yeah, I went to the doctor this morning And then to the pharmacy 
And everybody told me, everybody told me There ain't no cue for me There ain't no medicine There ain't no therapy Hey, friends, uh, while Paul tips the plate. <laughs> <laughs>